0: You can monitor feed and battery levels, run feeders on demand, receive alerts when feeders are clogged, and remotely adjust feeding times. The feed hub is ideal for anyone who maintains feeders. Remove the guesswork and save time by planning feeder maintenance before you drive to your hunting property. For more information, visit MoultrieMobile.com.
1: Here we go. We're doing it.
2: All right. So, uh... We're here talking about a bar. A bar. A bar? So you were gone for a little while. I mean, you were, what, two and a half weeks or so? About two weeks. 13 days, I think,
0: total. We hunted for nine days. Out in the wilderness. And how
3: long have you been planning this trip?
0: Uh, A little shy of a year. I mean, I guess a year total.
3: But you've been wanting to do it for more than a year. Well, I mean, I try to go out west every year for
0: something. So real
1: quick, this is important for this episode. This is Derek Tolles. Like, for people that are just listening, Derek Tolls is going to be the main character here telling the story. Everyone. Okay. okay. The main We've got, character. You've got your supporting cast, Jacob Knight, Brayden Ware, and Dan Hood.
2: Yeah. The same old idiots. And the same yeah. old
1: idiots so with someone who's actually got a cool story today. Okay. So
2: you, you planned it for a year. Essentially. As soon as I got back from
0: Wyoming last year, it was like, all right, what am I doing next year? And that's kind of when it started. I probably didn't decide on Colorado, which is where I ended up going, until probably
3: June, June or July, I think it was when. And did you know you were going f- a year out, were you like, I'm going to hunt for bear, I just don't know what state? No. So you were like, did you choose species first or state first? I think we chose state first. So you're like, I want to go to Colorado. Yeah, and well,
0: this was also my buddy who went with me, his first western hunt, so it w- that was also part of it, like what's a hunt that we can do that... Like, we can draw a tag with no points because he had no points. So that's part of why we picked Colorado for Black Bear. Mm.
2: Neither one of you have ever been to that area? Nope. Dude, e-scouting, just. Mm -hmm. what what was your approach uh, early on?
0: Lots of nights on Onyx looking at maps and stuff, uh, looking at just the whole area. Uh, talked with some people on Go Wild and then people that I just knew personally that I've hunted for bears before. Asking them what should I be looking for, what kind of areas should I focus on, and use that information to, you know, narrow it down, if you will, on Onyx. Um,
1: Before you get into the story, can you share a little bit of, like, those tips and some key things that, like, ultimately...
0: Yeah, I mean, I'll tell you what I was told going into it, and then as the story materializes, you'll learn that that's the exact opposite of what we did. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so, I mean, I was told to go out there. We went out for the limited quota rifle season that Colorado runs for pretty much the whole month of September. Um, And I could be wrong on this. I'm sure someone that's very familiar with Colorado and how everything works there will say that I'm wrong in what I'm about to say. But from my understanding, they've made the tags for this season easier to get because people have not been coming out to Colorado to hunt bears. Hmm. So bears have started becoming a bit more of an issue out there. So they've made this tag cheaper, um, easier to get. I don't know. Um, I'm sure someone knows more about it, but, um, we went out there with the mindset. We are going to spot and stalk like I've done on my other Western hunts. We we're going to be spending a lot of time behind glass, a lot of time in high elevation, um, and, Really, the, the, you're hunting them getting ready to go into hibernation, so you're hunting food sources. And everyone kept telling me, look at the oak flats. Mm-hmm. And so the oaks grow different there than they do here. Like, they don't really have oak trees like we do. they, they ha- It's more of like a bush, <laughs> and the acorns grow off them. And that's what they call an oak flat. These oak flats generally grow um on your east and your south facing hills and they grow like on big drop-offs basically on the edge of mountains and bears like to be in areas that are not easy to get to so you know we were going to drive out there we were going to glass oak flats and we were going to try to find bear and put a stalk on it and that's how we were going to hunt
3: so did you know going in i'm guessing colorado publishes the stats of how many bears or what what the success rate is did you have any idea of what to expect as far as chances of success
0: yeah a little bit um i use another resource there when i get ready for my western hunts i've talked with brayden about it a little bit but it's uh it's a website that has a subscription element too and it's called a go hunt i'm sure anyone that does a lot of western hunting has used go hunt and that's kind of how i decided the unit that i wanted to hunt which i'm not going to disclose yeah um and the the stats we we're looking at for the september rifle season there were i think it, we had based off last year's numbers it was like a 30 percent success rate on all the tags um that could be for a number of reasons it could be that people just had a tag but they were actually hunting elk so they just didn't focus on the bear or mm-hmm. just the bear hunting was hard which we learned is bear hunting is not easy um but there was about a 30 percent success rate based off of last year's numbers so we figured kind of statistically speaking between the two of us each having a tag there was about you know a 50 percent chance one of us would get a bear but that's just looking at stats um so that's how i focused on the unit that i wanted to hunt and then there's a huge section of public land in that unit and so that's the area that we focused on um so yeah i mean we had this area picked out that we were going to set up camp at and get some boots on the ground and glass and go from there um it was about seven miles in on this section of public land and it was an extremely difficult road to drive down Um, these are like forestry roads yeah and like the first stretch of it was bad but like doable and then it just progressively started getting worse but what was bad about it was there was never like one spot that it was like nope there's no way we can drive through that it just mm-hmm. kept getting progressively worse and we just get deeper and deeper in mm. and we had to go through a couple you know creek crossing stuff like that um, at one point i think my truck was on three wheels um oh, yeah we were out there like digging rocks out to like maneuver this thing my buddy's out there he's you know walking me through where i can he's like all right cut it hard now turn left right whatever and do you have a winch no are you going to get a winch now? Maybe. <laughs> and uh, we we had this plan the first night that we were going to get out. there. We got that out there September 1st. The season opened September 2nd. So our plan was to get out there on the 1st, get camp set up, and we were going to like do some scouting that evening, come up with a plan. Well, we're like two and a half hours now from sundown, and we're still about a mile short of where we want it to be. And we finally made the decision at that point. I was like, we got to turn around. I said, we're getting out of here. We're short of where we're going. These roads keep getting worse. I know it's not where we want it to go, but we got to get somewhere where we can actually set up a camp. So we got turned around, which was no easy task. And then we drove out of what I thought was the worst of it and got to a point where it was like, okay, everything from here on out was doable. So we set up a camp that night. Keep in mind, we just came from Kentucky. The end of August, it was like 90 something degrees here, and we were at 10,800, I think, in elevation that night. And as soon as the sun started going down, like it just got cold, and which I was super excited about. But yeah, got camp set up. (laughs) The Husky, (laughs) yeah, Yeah. (laughs) got camp set up, and we had like about an hour still at that point of daylight, and so we just kind of broke out from our camp and hiked a little bit glassed and we weren't seeing Oak flats and see, that's another thing too. I forgot to mention on the way out there driving in, we had actually like on the side of the road had passed some of these Oak flats and we were looking at them and none of them were producing acorns yet. Oh boy. And I was thinking maybe it's an elevation thing.
1: Oh yeah, yeah. I don't
0: know, but like this is already not looking good. We're not seeing acorns. Um, so, yeah, we got went out that night glass for, like, an hour. We're not seeing these oak flats. Um, it was beautiful country, um, but we're just not seeing what we wanted to see for bears. Um, so we got back to camp, made some food for supper that night, got everything set up, and then I'm using a Garmin inReach, turn it on to, like, you know, let people at home know that, like, hey, we're alive. And that's, like, when the next set of problems starts. The inReach wasn't working. Oh, no. Which was total user error. Oh, yeah, no, the inreach That's is great. Shocking. <coughs> yeah, You're right. So good technology. Yeah, no, the inreach worked great. Um, it was all based off of a color coded system. <laughs> 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 you yeah. I feel like I'm talking to Andrew Munts here. Yeah, <laughs> right. No, the inreach shots around. <laughs> around. <laughs> You're nice. looking at the battery door. Turn it <laughs> No, my pro tip with uh, the in-reaches is is make sure that you are, like, logged into your Garmin account and synced and connected to the device before you lose service. Oh,
3: yeah. Like register, activate it. Yeah.
0: Mm. Like, I had my subscription paid, had my plan picked out, had the account ready. You have to do that to, like, set the thing up anyways. But I just wasn't thinking. And you have to have all of that set up, synced, the devices communicating with each other, before you lose service. Oh, man. Yeah. So I was able – I had my dad's number saved in the inReach itself, which you can only message numbers – well, no, it's a lie. You can message other numbers too. But anyways, I was able to send my dad a very quick message that night on the inReach itself, which if anyone's familiar with the minis, like there's no keyboard. There's nothing. It's kind of like the old T9 texting, if you remember that. But worse because you only have – an up and a down key and an okay key. Oh. So it's like.
1: Up to A, a down to C.
0: Yeah, and then okay. So it takes 20 minutes to type out a text that says at camp, period. That's hilarious. Yeah, so was able to get a message out to him that night. Um, and then our plan was, A, the in isn't working. B, like we just got beat up getting in here. C, we're not in a good area that we like. So the plan was, even though tomorrow's opening morning, we're going to wait till the sun is up, because I didn't want to try to drive those roads again with no light, um, and then when the sun's up, we're going to drive out of here, and we're going to get back to an area that has cell service, we're going to get the inReach working, and we're also going to download new maps mm. for the area we are in now, because we don't have these maps. Mm. So... Hot start, kid. Yeah, no. Thankfully, this trip was like, it started real low, and then everything progressively got better. There's no roller coaster here. You know, it just starts bad and gets better. Um, So, that's what we did. Uh, Sun came up. We drove out of camp, and remember, I said the night before that we thought that we had hit, like, we'd gone through the worst of it. Well, there was a section of road that was flooded over from a beaver dam, and... When we drove in, uh, the way that we drove in, like, I was able to have enough emof- enough momentum to, like, get through this mud hole. Well, coming the other way, that's not the case. Oh, no. Sunk the truck into it, and then I put a big boulder right at the wishbone of the front of the truck. Mm-hmm. Oh, no. Stuck. Not going anywhere. Crap. And uh, so we tried for a little while to get unstuck by ourselves. It wasn't happening. A guy on a four-wheeler drove by a little bit later, and, and he, like, we tried to pull it out with that, but the four-wheeler just didn't have enough. Um... And, like, we still had our camp set up down the way. It was about 900 yards down.
2: What was uh-huh. the dude on the four-wheeler doing?
0: He was going down. So, up there in the <clears> mountains, <throat> there's all these reservoirs. And I don't know what he was doing, but he said he was
2: just riding out to one of those reservoirs to uh,
0: hang deal. out. Probably, yeah, probably, like, who yeah. knows? Pan yeah.
2: uh, paying for gold. Yeah. Just the odds of somebody coming by, though, when you're that far out. Yeah. Yeah, I mean,
0: he was not hunting. There were hunters out there. We we weren't too far from, like, an elk camp at this point. Um and that'll come into play here in a second. But yeah. so we tried to pull it out. Wasn't working. Finally, I looked at my buddy. and I'm like, "I we can't do this. I said, if we're going to, we we can't set up in this area. This it, you're, you're not going to like what I'm about to say, but we got to break down our camp. That's 900 yards away. And we got to hike it back to the
3: truck because we're not coming back here. So now your camp, is it? Uh, Like a base camp With a ton of shit Because you thought Your truck would be nearby Or is it pretty Lightweight You could throw it in a pack
0: it, You could throw it In four pack loads Is what uh, we ended so up doing tricks. So it wasn't like Full blown Like wall tent And like right elk base camp but like it was you know my tent which is like a, I think the box says it's like a six person tent but Mm. two people in gears comfortable in it um especially when you're in the same sleeping bag (laughs) 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 they (laughs) saved (laughs) money and split it (laughs) 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 no um yeah so that's what we did four four trips back and forth that 900 yards broke our camp down got it back in the truck and truck still stuck at this point and i
3: think i saw the picture of your truck on mm. go wild yeah it's on there. and right, we'll it looked like it was cut to that truck yeah. yeah it looked like there wouldn't even been anything to winch to anyways no it was and just it, a big field yeah and that's oh, why you stuck mean, on a boulder
0: yep and, and i got a rock on the wishbone in the front how so like it to has to come out the forward. back <laughs> it has to come out from but there'd be nothing to
3: tie your winch to
0: anyways. no how yeah. how
3: was
1: the water on your truck it,
0: not very, and that's the other okay. thing too. Is it was all like a rock base. So okay. like after the initial like buried down to where the rocks were, like you know if you spin your tires, typically if you're in mud, you yeah, just you keep getting lower. Well, that wouldn't happen. It good. just I had no traction. Okay. Um, all right,
3: Gotcha. Have you thought at all about maybe getting a Ram? <laughs> no,
0: <laughs> hey, It's funny you mentioned that because this comes up later. Um, so we we get everything up in the truck. And we we finally decide. All right, this is what we're gonna do. I'm gonna stay with.
1: <laughs> Get in for you, bud. I'm sorry. I'm gonna stay. Can you put
3: the the poop stain. <laughs> yeah. Show show the camera. There. It's okay. Not poop. I was staining wood. Uh, and so uh, a little brown
1: stain,
0: uh, <laughs> stain on the, the
3: old bicep.
0: Mm-hmm. Sorry to
3: interrupt. you No, with you're that. fine. You're fine.
0: <clears throat> um. So we came to the conclusion. I'm gonna stay with the truck, and my buddy's just gonna start hiking out on this trail and like i said there's an elk camp a little ways up like hopefully one of those guys has a truck that they can get down there and pull me out
2: or something like that so so the four-wheeler guy was like i can't get you See yeah you.
0: and then he actually came by later when he was leaving and he stopped by and he's like hey i just realized i don't know if i got enough fuel to get back to my truck and i was like i, I wish i could help you but i don't have like a fuel can and <laughs> sure. I'm i like got Simon. my own problems going on here <laughs> so um did, he, did you find him like passed out
1: on the side of the road? When he no, I never saw him <laughs> again. I so don't <laughs> Might not have made it out. He either Found a four wheeler. No, got man. him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
3: You're like, why don't you go down those oak flats down there? <laughs>
0: <laughs> no. So he drove off, and then. So me and my buddy, though, we have no way of communicating with each other because we're deep in this area. There's no cell service. The inReach isn't working anyways, and we only got one. So it's kind of like, good luck, buddy. And the
3: in-reach, the inReach could receive a message as well. If
0: someone has that number.
3: If someone has your number. Yeah. Okay.
0: Um. So the plan was he was just going to hike out. He was going to stay close to the road, and he was going to look for me if I somehow got the truck out, and I'd be looking for him if I somehow got the truck out. So he goes walking off keep in mind we're about seven miles from like the entrance to this oh my goodness yeah so he he leaves and fast forward about two hours later i'm still sitting there truck still stuck um,
1: two hours from getting it stuck to this two point? hours
0: from when he walked off like we've been Total. stuck since 7 a.m and this was about one in the afternoon oh no yeah um, six hours yeah and trust me we tried every like redneck trick out there to get this thing unstuck before. <laughs> throw we, one at me what'd you do uh, the trick where you take yeah that was like step one <laughs> <Yeah>. um, <laughs> we are covered in mud the truck is covered in mud um, we did the trick where you need to take ratchet straps with sticks and put them on the tire a tire oh right. yeah, yeah try yeah. to lift it ch- oh that's a good one snap the sticks twice and then the third time snap the ratchet strap oh my god. so yeah um,
1: absolute train wreck
0: so about, you know, two hours later, about one o'clock, this brand new, nice, lifted Jeep Frontier with these big old meaty off-road tires comes driving down the road. There we go. And, like, I am generally not a jeep fan Be- not because of the jeeps faults but most people who buy jeeps don't use them for jeep things yeah and these guys in this brand new jeep are way back in here and i'm like yes okay just a Jeep moment to yes shine and, and, and right. they drive by and it's an older couple and she's like are you stuck and i'm like yep i am time. and he's like you got a toe strap and i was like yeah i can find one real quick So I jump in the toolbox. The broken ratchet strap? (laughs) No. I have an actual toe (laughs) strap in the toolbox, and I pulled that out. I explained to him what's going on. He's like, so we're going to have to pull it out from the back because of the wishbone. I'm like, yep. So he pulls around behind me. We got toe strap. They pull me out real easy. Um, They saw my plates. I was from Kentucky, and we talked for a little while and come to find out they have some family that lives really close to where I went to school. So small world type situation. Small world. Yep. Um, And then they tell me as I'm driving away, because I went like way off road to get around this beaver pond, um, get back on the road. They tell me, hey, we think we saw your buddy on the back of a four-wheeler. He's going north. So I drive out of there, and we had not discussed, you know, what we were going to do when if I drove to the end of the road and I hadn't found him yet. And that's, so that's what happened. So get up to the end of the road. And I'm thinking, all right, well, he's not here. And there's a state park a little bit further down. Maybe he's at that state park. Um, so his story, and he – this is hard to tell because you already heard it. <laughs> 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 I feel like you're not as interested no, anymore. No, I'm still interested. Dude. Yeah, I know. <laughs> um, no, so he – when he left the truck, he started hiking. And the guy in a four-wheeler drove by and asked if he needed a ride. And – the this guy's out here hunting, he's not big game hunting, he's just out there with some family. Um, and he just kind of had a small game tag and was just gonna, you know, mess around and have fun out there while some other family members were hunting for big game. Um, so they get to talking, and they're from Arkansas, duck hunter, big game hunter. What's his big, name? Tyler is his name, Tyler Vincent. Oh, and he's shout out a to Tyler, Tyler. Vincent. and, and he right, is on Vincent. the app now. Um, so they get to talking. He's a big time fisherman too. This dude catches Smart man. Yeah. Loves yeah, man. crappie fishing. That's mm. like his favorite thing ever. Okay. Um so Tyler gives him a ride pretty much all the way out and my buddy thinks like, Okay, well I'll go up to the state park, talk to somebody there, maybe they can help us out. So he goes up there and he's talking to them, he says, Hey we're we're stuck back here they tell him basically we can't help you for liability reasons and some other stuff but they say that there's two tow companies in town so he gets those phone numbers calls the first one not they don't even answer calls the second one they're like they they can't believe that we're stuck where we're stuck at um they're like no we're not coming back there like we're we're not going to risk that one bit um You need those
2: ice road truckers that are like, oh yeah, we'll get you out of there.
3: Oh and yeah, no problem. Well, and even if you did find someone, they didn't. They would know how stuck you were, and they'd be like, yeah, six hundred dollars, or you know, it'd be yeah, yeah be oh, it 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 Saved you a bunch true. of money, yeah. yeah.
0: So, and then he also joined a Facebook group. While I was there that. uh the Colorado Jeep Rescue or Colorado 4x4 Jeep Rescue, something like that. It's an, an interesting, interesting hobby those people have taken on. Yeah, and that's just, like, all they do, apparently. So, they it just, just
3: kind of sounds like that whole area that you were at is all super supportive, friendly people, supportive of hunters. Like, no one was weird. Oh, or, yeah, no. Yeah. I mean, it's friendly. it's a huge
0: part of, like, their economy there. Yeah. So, and. everyone there hunts.
3: That's awesome. Yeah.
2: Well, There aren't places, there are some places where people can get a little territorial and not want people coming in from out of state. It's good to hear like, it's not all like
0: that. So you're going to
2: hear the loud stuff.
0: Oh yeah. But, uh, so he joins this Facebook group too, which has like a three question thing to even join it. And the questions one's like, are you stuck? Question two is where are you stuck? And like I told you guys, like we never heard anything from those guys. Mm -hmm. So they might be out there looking for us still. (laughs) Um, so, the conclusion that they come to there at the state park is basically, hey, you're probably just going to have to hike back in, go find your buddy in the truck, and just wait for someone to <laughs> Seven-mile hike can... back
1: that he just hiked. Yeah, <laughs> and Tyler gave him a ride he got most of the way. Yeah. That's right. He got in the four-wheeler. And so,
3: your buddy, when he got on the four-wheeler, he was already heading to that ranger station? Or was he just like, I'm just going to walk I until f- I – find a solution and then the four-wheeler showed up and he's like i guess take me to the ranger station
0: i think he was pretty dead set on going to the ranger station out the gate whereas i was thinking more that he was gonna just try to find someone with a truck that could try to help pull us out was there any
3: other options after the ranger station other than hike back to camp was it like well i guess i'll just hike into town which is another 10 miles i mean what's anyone in town going to do at that point we already talked to them on the phone yeah um
0: So, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what his end goal was there, but. It was just
2: something. Yeah. I think it's worth saying that all of this could have been compounded by a storm. Oh, yeah. A Sunday night, everything's closed. Mm, If the Jeep
3: didn't come by.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's crazy. Oh, yeah. It worked
3: out.
0: It's funny because the first creek crossing that we went through, there's even a sign there that says it's impassable during high water. So, like. Or one rainstorm away right, from being stuck that's here a yeah.
3: Where Derek will now always have a winch because one time twenty yeah. years ago, yeah. you know, and that's how you end <laughs> yep. up being a gear guy. Yep. Is like, I probably will never need a Garmin in Reach, but the one time you really need mm-hmm. it, you really need it. Yep. Yeah,
1: and it's like situational awareness too. Of like, some stuff you just you can't. Like, we all listen to podcasts and read blogs and read books and do all this stuff, and it's like. Yeah, you, you learn some inexpensive experiences, like, through listening to people, but, like, like you wouldn't have known, like, not to try to cross that. Like, mm-hmm. now you do. And yeah. now, if you're ever, in that, that's why it's, like, it's always good being with other people, because now you combine your experience, your shared experiences, and then your experiences you've had on your own, and the gear you've got together, all that stuff. It's just... That's what, like, the people that have been doing it for such a long time, it's like, man, if you can get somebody to show you the ropes and teach you things that they learned the hard way, Oh yeah, gosh, man. There's so much little
0: nuggets of knowledge there yeah. with people that have done that for a very long time. Yeah. I mean, and this is <laughs> only my third hunt out west, so... Yeah.
1: You got guys like Mike Larson that'll be like, oh, I don't know much, but, you know, I'll try to help you out. It's like, bro, <laughs> yeah. and like, you think, I don't even know what I don't know times 10. Like, just <laughs> give me a little bit, so... Yeah, and before you start talking again, bring your mic up a little bit. I want to make sure that people can hear you. Is it bothering you? We want to hear okay. your no, mustache. No, no, I want to make sure we can hear me. the mustache. Hear the air going over that yeah. mustache. Or.
0: Yeah, so they come to the conclusion that we're just going to have to – he's just going to have to hike back and uh, find me, and we're going to have to wait for someone to pull me out. And if it were a movie – this is when you hear footsteps in the background, and you hear me say, you need the a ride, door, buddy? The yeah, door creaks open. The door, o- the door yeah, creaks you see, open. You know, the
3: camera's tight one foot. It's yeah. a muddy boot. Yeah. The yeah. camera very muddy boot. <laughs> the bo- the, the f-
0: bell rings on <laughs> above the door. <laughs> Listen <laughs> to <laughs> the <laughs> photography <laughs> yeah, guy. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm like, hey, buddy, you need a ride? And everyone's all excited. And he's like, is the truck here? I'm like, yep, it's in the parking lot. And so the park ranger's like, I got to see this truck. So he comes out there, and he looks at it. And that's when
3: he makes – he's like, ah oh, – only a Ford could do that. Only a Ford could get towed out by a Jeep. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> mm. He said it. He said a Chevy or a
0: Dodge would be broke down back there. Yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> it was a good moment.
1: Dang, I hate that he got to live that twice. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and he <laughs> came up with a rebuttal this time. Yeah. Yeah. Dang it, dude. Yeah. So we're getting close to time when. We caught up, so yeah, we won't yeah. have any more quick wit. Yeah, things yeah. Like that.
0: And also while we were there, I told you all this too, but while we were there, they gave us a very hot tip on where some bears were. And they, we were we were not anywhere close to where the bears were this time of year. It was still hot and dry. They were feeding on berries, not acorns, which is another thing I knew about bears too going into it. That like, they like berries, but we figured where we were, like the mass crop was going to be the better option. Um, and they told us – where where some berries were and where some bears were where, the bears were where the bears are and we were nowhere close to it um that's crazy yeah so like what's nowhere close and and like proximity to where we had originally tried to set up like miles yeah yeah every bit of now
3: would you have to go in the same road
0: yeah that's the only road in so
3: i mean we just have to go way further down we just gotta we we gotta take some other ways to get to where we're going off of the road I'm kind of looping back to what Jacob said, where it's like, imagine if there was a storm. Imagine if there was all this. Imagine if you didn't get stuck and you just yeah. camped out like you would looking Blank. for bear. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. mean,
0: we probably would have hunted it for two days. Yeah, I'd so probably it's one of those things where, where
3: you know you, it's tempting to get discouraged, but it's like that that getting stuck. Might oh have yeah, saved no, your it trip. was a
0: big part of the trip because a it gave us that hot tip, but b like it it gave us the ability or the the opportunity to meet tyler which yeah. him and his whole family and a couple other guys coming to play later in the story too and i mean
1: yeah and one other thing you mentioned on the way in this might teach all of us a little bit to like trust our gut a little bit more mm-hmm. of like okay i know i don't know the area but i am not seeing acorns mm-hmm. on these bushes and like that's what we're primarily targeting and because you may not have known of another spot and you spent all this time scouting it's like the old fred bear it's like Hunt where the deer are, hunt where the game is, not, not where really they should, should be. Yeah. Like that's kind of yeah, you know, one thing. Maybe trust our gut a little more in the future on that. And note. I
0: was already feeling that first night went after, you know, the first ordeal when we got out there and just looked around that night. I was already feeling like I just this just doesn't feel right. Like yeah. I don't think we're gonna get bears here. There you go. And so yeah, so they gave us some hot tips. Um we're hey, we're hot. back on track. We still drove into town, got the in reach working downloaded maps for the area that they were telling us to, to focus our efforts on and then we drove back in found an area to set up camp and then that evening we hunted that evening finally so cool. like the evening of september 2nd which was like the opening day of season we finally got a couple hours in of hunting which was more of a scouting trip than a hunting trip but we had rifles and so we're all caught up now yep and you we all haven't heard don't know anything from here yep. Yep. so You're i'm a
2: normal. dummy when it comes to bear hunting when you say we were hunting do you get up under a tree are you like spot and so, stalk behind trees, kind of sneaking around? Like what are So you the
0: I and it's going to be different everywhere and different time of year and everything like that. But we, like I said, we went out there with the idea of like glassing spot and stalk, like Western hunt set up on, you know, one side of a mountain glass over to another mountain. We ended up doing what would be very similar to like a, a deer hunt here in Kentucky, where we were kind of set up on these ambush points and these areas that we knew the bears would eventually be in.
2: So a sign or something.
0: Yep. And, and I'll kind of make the next part of the story kind of quick to get to back to the good stuff. But <laughs> we, for basically the next two days, we just picked this area apart. So we, the next two days we put a lot of miles on. So even though we weren't necessarily like doing like a Kentucky deer hunt where we weren't like posted up by a tree or in a tree or something like that, just waiting all day. But we are still very much like in some thick, nasty Stuff as opposed to being up on, like, a mountain glassing.
3: So while you were at the ranger station, were you able to download new maps? Not there.
0: We had to drive back into the closest town. They gave my buddy their Wi-Fi password when there was still, like, an emergency, but they said that, like, that's not a thing we normally give out. The guy that had worked there for years said that he's only ever seen anyone do that twice, to, like, give out their mm. Wi-Fi password. <whistles> yeah.
1: You were in a bad way then. <laughs> <laughs>
0: And, um, so we still had to drive into the closest town, which was like another 50 minutes down the road, a little town there and stopped in a little gas station, got a Snickers cause we felt we deserved it. Mm-hmm. Um, you're not you when you're hungry yeah. <laughs> you <got a> <laughs> and downloaded maps and everything. But so for the next two days we, we put on a lot of miles. There was some areas that had like designated trails that we would use to get from point A to point B quicker, but then we would drop off those trails and like kind of go through uncharted territory so to speak Mm -hmm. um we did end up kind of back there was a big mountain in that area we did end up on top of that mountain that that first full day and we did some glassing up there um and then it's funny that's actually the first time i met tyler because him and his i think it's his cousin Burley who's also on the app now that's a name i'm gonna fast
3: forward to the end of this podcast (coughs) tyler's been dead for 15 years (laughs) (laughs) It's just like this is like it's actually a horse <laughs> it's, like it's like a ghost and then tyler appeared <laughs> when we needed it like yeah our he kind of did just like show up whenever we needed <laughs> on the him. top of a mountain yeah, yeah. Tyler, the guardian angel yeah showing up no that first
0: full day because like my buddy had told me about tyler after the whole you know first day situation so fast forward first full day of hunting i've been hearing about tyler we're up on the top of this mountain we glassed we ate lunch up there we you know packed bars and stuff like that and we're sitting there eating we're taking like a little after supper or after lunch you know nap or whatever up there and we hear this four-wheeler coming down because there's a trail not too far from where we were and I just kind of like poke my head up and see this four wheeler go by. And my buddy's like, Hey, hey, what's up, man? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and it's Tyler. You know, I think it's his cousin, Burley, who's also on the AB. And Burley's, I think he's 11. And this kid is that's sharp. The best, that's the yeah. best 11 year old that. name Wolf. that rides a four wheeler out uh, in Colorado. Burley. Did he this, have a mullet? N- no. Huh. But this Damn. kid is sharp, he, he knows what he's doing. Eleven years old, and it's just like diehard hunter angler, Dude, that's so, so good, grew up around it, like I said, he's eleven, I think this is his fourth year hunting in Colorado with wow. his family, so, that's awesome, yeah, no, I'm jealous. This kid is sharp and and he was a big help later too, and um, so I meet Tyler, Burley, we talked for a little while they they ride off um, and then that first day in the afternoon, we ended up hiking down this mountain and to this, some just really thick, nasty stuff, and there's these aspens everywhere, and this this brush, and just, it, it's thick. Some of the thickest stuff I've ever been through, and like I said, we were just getting boots on the ground, and we were just kind of picking this whole area apart. That the Rangers so are you
3: are you seeing signs of air, Are You seeing we scat?
0: we were finding stuff, but it was older sign, and we were looking for something fresh. So, and then the the kind of the evening of that first full day of hunting we found fresh bear scat and we're like okay like this is good We're, we're getting closer now so we went back to camp that night next day woke up went to that same general area started picking that area apart found more fresh bear sign and all this bear sign basically was telling us exactly where in this area the bears were so once we'd kind of figured that out Then we're looking at maps again and we're thinking, okay, maybe it makes more sense to actually come into this area from the other side. So that's what we did the next day. And we came in, well, actually the evening before we even came in a little bit and looked at how it was going to look to get in that other way. And then the next day, which I think at this point is day four of the hunt at this point. So it would have been the fifth. I think that that's right. If I'm getting my dates right, I can't remember, but we, we ended up coming in to that area and we, we met another guy close to our camp. He was a local from Colorado as well. And he gave us another hot tip. He said, if you can find a wallow, he said, there's these natural wallows that occur in these aspens out here. He said, if you can find a wallow, bears like to hang out. And that's What's just a like a little shallow, pool, just a little, wallowed, like yeah, a little like mud, mud, pit. A mud oh, pit, like what basically. a pig would hang out. Yep. or something. Elk, and that's elk in them yep. too. Elk, and that's wow. he talked about wallows. And I even asked him. I said, "What makes these wallows out here?" I said, "I know like elk will use wallows. I know in other parts of the United States, like pigs yeah. will make wallows." I was like, "There's no pigs out here." He's like, "No, they're just kind of natural wallows that occur out here. It's natural like springs water. Yeah, yeah. It's just yeah. kind of a low point and just will hold water." Mm. And so we had found a wallow that evening before. So the next Mm -hmm. day we went in and we're in an area that's full of chokecherry. There's bear scat everywhere. We had found aspen trees that had like claw marks on them, like fresh claw marks. Did Uh, you get any pictures of those? Yep. Throw Um, them up, Chris. If they're on Go Wild, I don't know if they are yet.
3: They're going to be by the time (laughs) this podcast goes up.
0: So, um, and then we went down into the wallow. And even in the wallow in the mud prints, like we were seeing bear prints. And I'm like there's bears here so we went and set up on that wallow and at this point it was very much like a kentucky ambush deer hunt we're just set up on this wallow. and we sat there sun up to almost sundown because this was the evening when it all happened yep yep it was about 30 minutes before sundown or 30 minutes before shooting light was up and we hear something crashing through the woods look up what everyone says is true about bears they look bigger than they actually are when you see them out there in the woods running around because I saw what to me looked like a 500-pound bear just crashing down through these woods <laughs> into the wallow. And me and my buddy had had the discussion, too, going into it of, like, who's going to shoot first. like And the conclusion we came to was we didn't drive all the way out here and go through all this for both of us to sit there and be like, you shoot, no, you shoot, no, you right. shoot. So it was basically whoever gets the shot, take it. Yeah. And so the bear came in, and my buddy ended up not having a clear lane at him the whole time. He only stopped like t- two times out in that wallow, and each time he stopped, like he didn't have a clear shooting lane on him, and he stepped further out and was right in front of me. I had a perfect broadside so
3: what so what gun were you using how three hundred wind mag in, which and how far away were you it far was far like
2: far? a thirty five yard shot oh wow, yeah <laughs> we were, were you on were you using a stick or just just handed
0: it at that point? yeah, I mean, I have a little bipod for it. it when i was going out there expecting to be making like a two or three hundred yard shot but that's not what happened showed here showed up in your lap yeah and so i just freehand it i had a perfect broadside shot they talk about with bear like you know you hit them different than where you would hit a by. deer they they talk about like the middle of the middle is what they talk about with bears whereas you know deer it's a little different so put the crosshairs on them, squeeze the trigger And he dropped immediately, hit the ground right there in the wallow. He was down for what, to me, felt like a minute. I realized it was probably like two seconds. Mm -hmm. But then he rolled and then kicked up onto his front feet and then jumped up and then ran up into the Aspens. Oh,
1: man. Whoa. And, like,
0: bears can take a hit. I mean, I knew that going into it, and I also know that they don't really bleed a whole lot. So Uh I'm already, like, uh uh-oh, and is that because of their fur holding mm-hmm, it or something? the fair hole the fur holds the blood and everything like that um it's obviously and this would be true of any kind of hunting it's more prevalent with the archery side of things like they talk about with bow hunting them like you definitely want to get like a through and through get a hole on both sides right with a rifle yeah, you're, you're, you're gonna more than likely going to get that mm-hmm. um 35 yards, especially yeah, with the 300 win Yeah. Uh, honestly, it might have been too close for a 300 win man. Yeah. like the bullet might not have been able to, to do what it's supposed to do. But yeah. and so, and I'm running all the worst case scenarios through my head. And I think even as the bear was running up in the woods, I like yelled out to my buddy, I was like, "Keep an eye on him, like watch him as long as you can." But, I mean, that stuff was so thick that, like, the second he's in it, he's gone. Oh, man. And, like, we can hear him up there crashing around. And we can hear, like, stuff breaking. And then it would get quiet. And then we'd hear more stuff breaking. And then I heard, like, a real loud
3: crash. And I'm thinking, okay, maybe he piled up right there. So are you actively trying to chase it? Or you just no, we're still waiting?
0: just sitting and just listening at this uh. point. And so, and then I, after I shot, I gave it probably 10, 15 minutes. And then we got up and we walked up to the wallow. And like I said, I took the shot 30 minutes before shooting light was up. We've waited now 10, 15 minutes. Like, it's already getting dark. And we put a flashlight on it in the wallow. Oh, we're looking. I have no blood in the wall, Um My buddy's like, dude, you nailed him. And he like, went down there. And he went down. And yeah. he's like, I saw where the bullet hit. Like, you nailed him middle of the middle. And I'm freaking out. And so we, I'm like, all right, let's just start going the direction he went. So we start walking up there, flashlights, and we finally find a first little speck of blood at the base of an aspen tree. Nice. The and good I'm, thing is those aspens are kind of white. Yeah. So if close well, to also, though, I'm colorblind, as we've oh. been joking about <laughs> earlier today. And so, like, it's hard for me to see blood. I hate blood tracking an animal. Yeah. Um, and so we find a little speck of blood. And then we can kind of see through this thick brush and the aspens, like, everything pushed down. We're like, okay, he went this way. So we start going up through there. And we're like, all right, blood. There's a little bit of blood there.
1: I'd assume gun's ready, right, at this point. This is where a lot of bear events happen. Oh, yeah. Are you thinking about that? Oh, yeah,
0: very much so. And and we get to the next one. Like, okay, there's a good smear right here. Okay, well, it looks like he jumped up here, and then it looks like maybe he followed this deadfall, and he went up here, and then we'd follow the deadfall and be like, all right, there's a little, there's blood there. Like I'm dropping Onyx pins every time we're yeah. getting blood, and we made it probably 35, 40 yards into this real thick stuff, and then we got to a point where it's like, well, he could have gone here or he could have gone here. There's kind of trails going both ways. Things Dang. look pushed down both ways. It's hard to tell, and it's dark at this point. We get up. I get up on the dead blow and walk it, so I'm like kind of a little bit higher elevation. I'm just trying to see if I can see anything, and I'm shining with a flashlight. And we we both heard. What sounded like right in front of us, down maybe fifty, sixty yards, we heard, and we're like, "All right, let's get out of here. Yeah, like, let's just let him lay for the night if that's him. Like, I don't want to push him anymore. The last thing I want to do is walk right up on him in the middle of the night. So, I drop an Onyx pen on the last point of blood. We back out. We hike out of there. And we actually ended up driving past Tyler's camp that night. And so we pulled off, walked up there, and they were all sitting around a fire. And it was funny. One of the other guys that was with him, one of Tyler's – Tyler's uncle maybe. I don't know. I'm probably getting all the family relationships here wrong. But um, George, he's like – he said, did you all get a bear? We're like, well, I shot at one. He's like, yep, I heard a shot down there. I figured it was you all. And so I told them the story. And I said, Tyler, what are you doing tomorrow? He said, I guess I'm helping you find a bear. (laughs) So we we came up with the game plan. We were going to wait until the sun was up. We weren't worried about, you know, like meat spoilage or anything. It was going to get down in the low 40s that night, which was one of the warmer nights that we were out there. Um, went back to camp. That's when we ran back into Dave, the guy local from Colorado, who told us about the wallow yeah. and talked to him, told him the whole story. And he was like, well, I'm – was probably leaving tomorrow morning, anyways. I might come down there and help you all out.
2: Heck yeah, man!
0: And uh, I'm like, cool, man. So we all went to bed, and really cool, like, this was cool. I don't know if it means anything to anybody, but as I was getting ready to climb into the tent that night, I looked up into the stars and I saw the Big Dipper, which is Ursa Major, the Big Bear, and I saw a shooting star go right through it. Oh, dude! Mm. And I was like,
3: like a Disney movie. I was like,
0: that's a good sign. That's cool. so. And then Tyler showed up again. Yeah. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Inside my tent, <laughs> 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 he was in my sleeping
0: bag. <laughs> <laughs> no, so I, I actually slept better that night than I thought I would. I, I was gonna say, I, I, I be, thought I wouldn't I be able, able to sleep at all. Well, well, we were wiped, <laughs> adrenaline, yeah. Adrenaline, just yeah. crazy, yeah. So, woke up, Dave met up with us there at our camp because he was camping really close to us. And then we drove down, met up with Tyler, Burley came with him. Oh, he, Burley, yep. So, we had the whole crew, you know. And we all hiked down there and Tyler said, all right, let's just go back to where we started. Like go back to the shot. So I was like, I was sitting here. The bear was here. All right. So we kind of went the way, same way we went. Tyler started seeing the same blood we were seeing blood. blood Did y'all mark that the night before? Yeah. 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 But we we're just starting back from the beginning just to see new set of eyes. Maybe they'll see something we didn't see. Mm-hmm. And we got to the point where the bear could have gone this way or this way. And we told him about how we thought we'd heard the bear down there. Mm-hmm. Um, So me and Burley kind of went one way, and Tyler and my buddy went the other way. And then a couple minutes later, I hear Tyler, I got blood over here. All right, so the bear went this way. (laughs) So we jump up. We start getting in behind them. Blood, blood, blood. We get to another point where it's like the bear could have split. Dang. So Tyler goes one way. I go the other way. Again, Tyler, I got blood here. Dude. And I'm like, man, Tyler's on it. So And right around that point when I was getting ready to go join up with them, I hear my buddy go, Blood, huh? What? Oh, huh! The bear's right here. Oh man! <laughs> we were right there. We dropped a pin on it just to figure we had stopped twenty yards short of the bear that oh, night before. Oh man! So the, what you were what so you we did. were hearing was not the bear. Oh, oh no, because the bear was off to our right. And uh, we heard whatever it was down mm. in front of us. So
3: whatever you, you
1: probably wouldn't want to mess with that either. Or that
0: we was. just were hearing things that I, I don't know. Okay. I really don't know what it was. But the Tyler. bear was the it bear, was Tyler. Yeah. just
1: <laughs> heavily
0: breathing <laughs> in the trees. <laughs> 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 he's been sprinting after you. And finally found you <laughs> <laughs> through
1: your scent. Poor Tyler, just <laughs> the butt of our jokes. Yeah. Yeah. Oh man, he's gonna love it though.
0: Um. So yeah, no, that bear was probably dead that night, right then and there, twenty yards from where we had
3: stopped tracking it.
1: Cool.
0: Um so, you know, we all you know But really, cheered and had a great moment and then it was get to work. Of even, hugs. But even
3: if you found the bear, I mean it'd be peace of mind, but you wouldn't try to to process it that you would still probably would have been like, Okay, tear drop a pin, we'll be back in the morning.
0: Maybe. I don't know. That night if we'd found it that night I probably would have tried to at least skinned it and get it quartered out and in bags. I might not have packed it out that night, mm. but maybe hanging in bags just
3: in case another bear comes along yeah something. it's just better Mountain to get lines. it off Mountain line, yeah. it's
0: better to get it off the bear as soon as you possibly can um so yeah,
3: yeah. so i mean that's so is this going to be is this going to be our first ever uncensored part one part two i mean i could that, no, we're good. That, that's yeah i mean is we, this the end of the story
0: i mean there's more after that but not pertinent to the big story if you will i mean we hunted a few more days after that um Me and Tyler was like,
3: this was what day four, that day five, day four or five. So you're there for another three or four days. Yeah. I mean, we
0: hunted another three days to try to fill his tag Mm -hmm. and it just didn't happen. Mm -hmm. Um, but I mean that day, I mean, we, me and Tyler made really quick work of getting that bear skin and quartered out and in game bags. We had a whole crew of us. We packed it out in one trip, one easy pack out, got some cool pictures of that. That'll be up on the app if they're not already. Um, Yeah, we got out. You have to take the bear to a check station in Colorado and get a seal for it. So we drove to Grand Junction, was the closest city that had a check station for us. Drove down there. Biologist did his thing. They extracted tooth, DNA, stuff like that. Everyone that knows anything about bears, looking at the pictures, looking at the the head, the teeth, everything, everyone's thinking it was probably about a 250-pound bear, and it was probably between three and four years old. So just a real average Colorado black bear. That's awesome. So cool, I man. So when,
3: so when do we get to – when are you bringing in some bear meat for I don't us? know
0: yet. I I haven't even cooked any for myself at home. <laughs> so I'm never home. I work too
2: much. And yeah. now what are you doing with the uh, the the animal, the mount?
0: Yeah, so I took it to a taxidermist there, and I'm <clears> just getting the hide tanned, and I'm just going to hang it on a wall. I'm not going to do yeah. a rug or anything like that. That's way too expensive. And then um, skull is coming out as well, and just getting that European, which I would have done myself, but it, it was easier just to leave it all there in the hide at the time.' be we'll missing a tooth he is missing a tooth <laughs> <laughs> buck tooth yeah we
2: can we can put a gold one in there, yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> but yeah, I mean, like I said, we got back, and we actually that night hung out at Tyler's camp with the whole family. That was a great time, just hanging out with those guys, telling stories they oh, yeah. they fried up some crappie, we had venison fajitas. They made hush puppies, just mm-hmm. hung out all night, told stories, you know I mean I I've I'm probably going to be going down to Arkansas and doing some at least some duck hunting with these guys yeah, awesome, before dude. too long. How cool so cool. Is that's yeah. what it's all about. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. It's it's
3: awesome. And now they're on Go Wild.
0: And they are. The pretty much the whole family that was there is on Go Wild now.
3: So that's awesome. Had they heard of us at all?
0: No. I that, I made the pitch while we were there like skinning and quartering the bear out. We were talking about it. And it's funny cuz Burley has his little uh he has a YouTube channel and he's been kicked off YouTube several times for just like shooting a gun and stuff like that. And I'm like, "Dude, come to Go Wild."
1: Dude. How about that? So, that's awesome. Pace. It was such a good story. We're gonna have to fix our uh our settings here so we can record longer episodes. Yeah the whole time. Uh, yeah. Well I feel you know. like
3: we're moving towards us all having yeah. more epic Week long, yeah. I know I got a lot of vacation time left. Me Maybe too. I'll be doing it. Yeah. Yeah. No, you all didn't
0: even trip. talk about your all's weekends on this episode. I just worked yeah, on the it house. Doesn't matter compared to that, <laughs> no, yeah, <laughs> I just, just on getting the ready house. for deer season. I you did a little duck else. hunting, <laughs> yeah. You shot a duck this yeah, morning, got a wood duck this morning back, back after out.
3: it. Yeah. yeah, I did my quota applications for deer season for modern gun and bought some stuff, bought some customer returns for myself nice i got him a
2: tree with the saddle yeah Yeah, it's awesome man i can't wait
1: yeah we got uh we set up five cameras out of the new property we're going to be hunting and got like somewhere around 100 pictures in the first 24 hours um it's never been hunted before same blade of grass moving same blade of grass um but no i already got some some a buck on the cell cam and some other buck activity out on public that we got going on so I think it's gonna be a good season for everybody. Got officially signed up for uh going out to a deer camp, um out at uh, Hoosier National. So okay. anybody around the area, if you wanna if you wanna go hit up uh Adam Bolds or Brett Morris on uh Go Wild, you're welcome to join us at Deer Camp. There's gonna be me and Philly Goat and then just people from Texas, Arkansas, Ohio. Nice. I mean it's it's gonna be a lot of fun. So um if you wanna draw a tag and, and come try to kill an Indiana Indiana buck with us, we'd love to have you. Um, but, yeah, other than that, that's that's pretty Team much it. Team retreat there, so. this week coming up. We're going to do
2: some fishing Nolan. Derek, yeah. sorry. I'll be,
1: oh, in, the you, <laughs> be in the warehouse. We're going to be in the warehouse Get to
0: work, Boy. I, think, I think go on a Colorado so bear shit.
1: hunt. The trade off is I don't get to go yeah. on the retreat. Yeah, <laughs> yeah really. <laughs> 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 so, yeah, make sure you all are tuning in each week. Hopefully we've yep. got some uh, really, really cool stories coming up. Yep. Braden Ware, Dan Hood, Derek Tolles,
2: Jacob Knight. Log this show, and we'll see you all next time. Bye. Legenda uh-huh.